planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Before we go into this episode, we need to give a shout out to our show supporters, Blacklight Art Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. Check them out at blacklightad.com.au. RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz for all your promotional printing needs like stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and more. Go order yours through rwpromotion.com.au. The brutal occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts, hoodies, hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, Lumberpunks Axe Throwing Club, who have venues on the Gold Coast, Brisbane and Perth and will be reopening very soon. Put in the code EVERBLACK to get 10% off your booking at lumberpunks.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Everblack podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Brent, how are you, bro? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Yeah, really, really good. So how are you holding up over there with everything going on, man? Man, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. Um, you know, I'm definitely an optimist. I'm not necessarily uh, a subscriber of pessimistic um, outpouring, if you will. There's a, you know, obviously there's a lot going on right now, but trying to find the answer to everything, trying to be objective about everything, and try to keep a level head on my shoulders and try to put out as much positivity as I can. Absolutely. And, uh, well, that's exactly what you and the Shine Band... <laughs> Sorry, man. It's a bit of a crazy morning here. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to say. So what time is it where you are exactly, and where exactly are you? It's uh, 11 a.m., so I've got no excuse, and I'm on the oh, Gold stop. Coast. Come on now, 11 a.m., <laughs> I'm barely, like, I'm I'm just starting to function at 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm on the Gold Coast, man. You know where that is? Uh, give, me, give, me a, give me a landmark. Okay, so... Well, Brisbane. You know where Brisbane is. You played Brisbane Sound. Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We're about an hour and a half south. So we're we're the place where it's sort of like uh, all the beaches and... Oh, Movie World, Dream World, all the theme parks and all that kind of thing where the the touristy... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess for some people it's early. I don't know. (laughs) It depends what time you work. Uh, but yeah, man. No, that's uh. I mean, because it's been a little while since you've been here, though, right? It was like 2010. 
Yeah, it's been way too long, to be honest with you. Um, we started working a couple of years ago um, with an international. We changed our international agent to uh, the illustrious Mr. John Jackson, who's been part of the uh, last couple of years of uh, download um, in Australia. And we've been trying to get back uh, between 2018 and even 2019. It just did not happen. Um, but we've not lost hope by any means whatsoever. It's just, uh, you know, obviously with what is going on uh, around the world right now, um, everybody's kind of trying to scratch their heads a little bit as to when uh, live entertainment, competition, sports, all that's going to be able to, to return to the way that it was. I think that that's probably not going to be happening um, I mean, I, I would like to think that it would happen sooner than later, but, uh, you know, what you guys and girls have been doing in Australia is pretty remarkable with how you've literally uh, pushed the virus up against a wall and said, you know, not in our country. You know, you and New Zealand have done an amazing job of that. Um, in America right now, it's a little bit tougher. You know, yeah. we're having to handle some uh, some serious issues at the moment. So, you know, but getting back to Australia is a priority for us, definitely. Whereabouts are you exactly in the States? So I'm actually in California at the moment. I'm about 35 minutes outside of Los Angeles. I'm in a county called Ventura, um, which I have been in a extended stay hotel. I leave on June 1st as I am waiting for one of our producers to get back from Hawaii because he was basically quarantined Man. in Hawaii. Uh, he was supposed to have been back nine weeks ago, but uh, he comes back tonight. Um, and then Monday we're going to be able to finish out the project that we were working on, which is the uh, second installment a double album that me and Zach are doing uh, for the Smith and Myers album that's going to be coming out later this year. But uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been in California since the beginning of January of this year because um, we have so many projects that were being done. Because 2020 was a creative year for Shine Down. We have uh, the last show that we did in 2019 with Alter Bridge at the O2 Arena in London. We filmed that show, and so we were just putting the last, like, final touches on that show, and it's going to be released uh, globally a little bit later on in the year. And then also, we have a double album, like I was saying, me and Zach uh, for the Smith & Myers Project, the album Attention, Attention, which had its second birthday last week on May 4th. Yeah. Finally, after two years of working diligently with the um, feature film uh, that's going to be coming out, about um, Attention, Attention, which is essentially the musical to the album uh, just being, you know, told through a major motion picture. So that's coming on quick, uh, probably towards the end of the year, I would say. Um, and then once I leave here in June, I'm heading to Charleston, South Carolina, to uh, be reunited with our illustrious bass player, Mr. Eric Bass, as we uh, we begin the uh, the next phase in writing Shine Down 7. So there's a lot going on right now. That's more than a lot, brother. <laughs> you don't even sleep, yeah. do you? <laughs> but, I mean, you have to. I, you know, I sleep okay. I, I sleep okay. <laughs> I try to be done by – I try to have the, I try to have the work done. No, Like, I've learned over the years, when I'm working with Eric, it could be a lot longer. Um, like, he has a tendency to start at, like – 8 a.m. in the morning, and he'll go till like, 1 or 2 in the morning. How he does that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's part of being a producer, part of being an engineer, on top of, you know, having a ridiculously awesome voice and perfect pitch and the fact that he can play seven different instruments and all these other things. <laughs> you know, that guy doesn't sleep. Um, he's the one. I, I sleep okay, yeah. I've learned over the years that, like, I start – 
working in studios like right around 11 o'clock in the morning, noon, but I'm usually done by like 8 p.m. So that's a good, you know, that's a good work day, though. You know what I mean? Like that is still yeah. Because at a certain point in time, you're just in there. You're 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 pulling at straws. I find also that I'm the I'm the freshest like at noon. You know what I mean? And yeah. then so like right around noon, the first you know from noon to six is where I get a lot of the like that's kind of like where most of my spark is, and then kind of like my attention to detail kind of lasts around like eight o'clock or so. But when we're on the road and we're touring, uh, it's a totally different animal. I don't go to sleep until like four o'clock in the morning, but I don't wake up until noon. So <laughs> it's just different. Oh man. Well, uh, tell us a bit about this, uh, single Atlas falls and the shirt bundle that you, you know, cause I think what you guys are doing with this is incredible and, and very, very, very awesome. Um, you know, it's to raise funds for direct relief that provides PPE for, essential medical, you know, um, workers and, and, and for, to battle COVID. How did that come about? Um, I have to kind of walk it back seven now, I guess it would be eight weeks ago. Um, once again, you know, me and Zach were working in Malibu and we weren't really – we weren't really paying attention to the media. We didn't really have our phones on during the day and what have you because we were doing kind of like eight hours a day in the studio and we were writing at the time as well. So we didn't realize that something was happening until we showed up at the studio um, and our producer, um, he just had a different look on his face and we were like, what's going on? And he was like, man, they just uh, – they just canceled South by Southwest. And for people in Australia, uh, there's a, a yeah. conference that happens in the United States of America called South by Southwest. It happens in Austin, Texas, and it's been around forever. Um, it's never been canceled before, uh, and it was canceled. And so we were like, okay, what are we missing here? So I'm going to speed this up a bit. Um, it, basically, I was having to pay catch up on everything because we were kind of like two weeks behind what was already kind of starting in the first place. And so the reality was, I got Zach out of California, got him back to Memphis so he could be with his wife and his boys. I stayed here in California, and I just started to educate myself as to what was going on because I knew nothing about a pandemic. I knew nothing what – I mean, I'd never heard anything about a coronavirus or COVID-19. I didn't understand the terminology of social distancing or lockdown or any of this. So I began to just – educate myself as to what was going on and lo and behold as I'm digging through the internet and what have you just trying to familiarize myself with what I had kind of missed um, I came across this amazing company called Direct Relief and um, so they're a company that's based in Santa Barbara California um, and they've been around since 1948 and they work with all 50 states in the US but they work with over 100 countries they worked pretty diligently during the brush fires that all of you dealt with um, they were one of the big suppliers of the N95 mask, which in turn, you know, initially now is something that's very, very useful considering the fact of COVID-19 and what have you. Um, but uh, and we did a shirt also um, and raised money for the brush fires and everything that, you know, was going on in Australia. It's actually still on our website. You can look at that as well. But so with the song Atlas Falls, we brought it out of the vault. This was a song that was written during the Amaryllis um, album cycle when we were um, – putting that record together, which is our fourth album. Atlas didn't make the album uh, for whatever reason. And I always had a kinship to this song. I always felt like it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a song about optimism. It's also a song about 
you know, being a humanitarian and, and understanding that, you know, through perseverance and optimism, but working together, you can overcome a lot more when you put, you know, when you, when you, when you take the initiative to, you know, two heads is better than one. Um, and in certain situations. And so anyhow, we brought the song into the fold and we talked to direct relief about what we wanted to do. We created a t-shirt with them. Um, and so if you go to shinedown.com and you click the link for the Alice Falls t-shirt, what happens is, is when you buy the shirt, a hundred percent of the proceeds, it goes directly to direct relief. We've raised, um, in us currency over $300,000, oh, um, so far, but Amazing. we're also, when you buy the shirt, you get the song as a download. And at the moment, DSPs, um, aren't necessarily allowed to have the song just yet. So streaming services and what have you, um, it's, you know, you have to buy the shirt in order to get the song. Um, that will change. We will eventually, um, let DSPs have the song, but right now we're just trying to raise as much money because like you said, uh, director, their sole mission is to make sure that the men and the women in the medical community and the scientific community, they have all the resources that they need during times of crisis to save as many lives as possible. So whether you know, you're talking about poverty, brush fires, a natural disaster, a pandemic, um, that's where a direct relief comes in. And it's just really an extraordinary organization that, you know, has been here way before COVID-19 and dealt with many, many crises. And they will be here after COVID-19. And they're just an, an organization that they're very selfless. They don't have a political agenda. They're not biased. They're there to help people. That is incredible, man. Like, I'm, I'm really moved by just that effort that you guys have put in and that, and it was just taking something out of the vault that, you know, you had a connection with. Another idea, like the, the other thing too about Atlas was the fact that like a lot of people have asked me, well, did you just, you know, because some people were like, well, when did you write this song? Like how fast were you able to turn this around? And I'm yeah. like, well, we wrote it eight years ago. And then people are kind of like, what do you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> well, when we go in and we make records, we don't really believe in a demo process anymore. We stopped making demos like after 2007. Um, what I mean by that is once we write a song, we kind of get it record ready. Um, and so with that process too, we write a lot of songs for the records. Just because a song doesn't make an album doesn't make it a bad song. It just means it wasn't right for that particular record. And That's with right. Atlas, the song was written off of a quick, the, the basis of the song came from a question. And the question was, okay, well, who is Atlas? What are you representing? In Greek mythology, Atlas um, is the god of endurance, and he's a little bit of a showboat. So he picked a fight with the Titans and basically his older brothers, and he lost. And so Zeus, uh, to teach him a lesson, he placed the weight of the world on his shoulders to teach him to not be selfish and to be selfless. And so the question came, well, what happens if Atlas was to fall? And if Atlas was to fall, who would help him? Well, we would have to help him. We would have to unite together to not leave him by the wayside if he's held you know, if he's holding the world up at a certain point in time, he may, you know, he may falter, um, but we all have to be there to help him pick it back up. And so that's where the optimism comes from and the perseverance. And I thought with so much negative news when it was really kicking off like eight weeks ago and everything was happening and it was so hectic in America that it was more about let's put something out that has a sign of of hope and optimism because there's a lot of negativity right now. And so with that, that was a lot of why we did it. But the song that you hear today is the same song that it was eight years ago. I mean, we even asked about the mix, like, did we bring it back out and like kind of make it more modern sounding or make it sound like they asked, well, how did you make it sound like it was 2020? And I'm like, well, 
I mean, it, the song just holds up because the song holds up. I mean, the song that you hear today is the same song as it was eight years ago. That's incredible, man. And, of course, a lot of people think, you know, the band is just the members, you know, the core members, but you know, they're a crew and a whole bunch of people behind the scenes that make it all work, you know, with touring and shows being on hold for the moment. How has that affected you Absolutely. guys and, and the rest of your team in terms of keeping the band and, and the business rolling? that been a challenge well well the reality about that is um we we look at everything we're very very fortunate because um we've been given an opportunity in the 20 years that we've been in the music industry from a studio side from a radio side from you know how we write music how we produce music how we put it out to the world you know obviously touring is a huge part of what we do um but we've always been very very specific about our core crew there's a lot of people that work with us that have worked with us for a long time um I'll give you an example, like our monitor engineers, you know, he's clocking in 14 years with us and, you know, he's one of the key people in our organization, but our stage managers, our techs, um, you know, the relationships that we have with our vendors, the people that do our pyrotechnics, the people that run our sound, the people that put uh, the initiatives together with the buses, with the trucks, with the staging, um, with the lighting, with all the visual effects, all of these elements. And, you know, we run on the bigger shows, depending on the tour. And if we're headlining, I mean, our core crew comes to around 25, 30 people that are with us at all times. And then from a larger scale, when you're bringing in the other bands and what have you. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. You like. I mean, last year um, in the summer of 2019, we did a three-month tour with three other bands, uh, a band called Dinosaur Pileup, Broken Hands, and uh, uh, Bad Flower. So with all those people together, um, and then when you're looking at the local crew on a daily basis, I mean, we're probably responsible for 200, 220 people a day. Um, so it's very important that we always make sure that they're taken care of. You know, with something like this, you know, we made sure that they were okay. Um, we're all trying to navigate this right now yeah. together, but we take care of our own, man. And, uh, you know, right now we've been able to take care of everybody and, and everyone's in a, in a, in a good, as good of a place as we can be at the moment before we figure out exactly how we're going to move forward with the touring industry. I mean, to be, to be totally honest, I don't know if in America people will feel comfortable doing mass gatherings until they know that they can get 60 days without one report of COVID-19. And that's either going to have to be through inoculation or a treatment of sorts or a vaccine. I don't know how fast a vaccine can be made. There's so many speculations of when and where and how long it's going to take and what have you. Once again, just trying to be as optimistic as, as we possibly can. You know, there's another element going on here too, I think from a global standpoint, standpoint with this which is you know the environment the last time i checked mother nature was undefeated and uh you know this is a bit of a reset also i think for humanity in a lot of ways i think that the universe is is testing all of us in a, in, a, in a lot of ways it's like what are you going to do are you going to start listening to one another and, and talking to one another and not you know not pushing off 
the compromise of sorts and listening to one another. So I've always felt like human beings were at our best when we need each other, and that couldn't be any more apparent than right now because we definitely need one another. Oh, dude, I 100% agree. Hopefully moving forward, as you said, you've got to stay positive, but we approach each other and the planet and everything a lot differently, you know, because I think we... And it's not... It, it, it's, it's not an easy situation no, for anybody no, 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 no. because I think that there is a level of people are wrestling with their moral compass when it comes to the people that have lost their lives to this yes. and the potential of the people that could lose their lives because of this. But at the same rate, um, there's a huge economic um, disconnect right now. So you're, you're trying to weigh out an option of, okay, well, if you do this, it's better for this scenario. Okay, well, if you do that, it's going to be worse for this other scenario. So you have this economic strain on everyone and trying to figure out exactly how to maneuver this and you know how much longer it's going to be before there is a, you know, what people, I think that if they're looking for this magic pill or this magic um vaccine. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get it in the next, you know, two weeks. No. So the reality of that is you can't just depend on that right now. So you have to figure out a way. And the other thing too, I got to say this, the reporting and how certain media is choosing to put this out there and, and press it onto people. It's a lot of negative news. And the reality is that there are there are positive moments right now that are kind of being overlooked. Mm-hmm. Also, like a lot of the reports in the U.S., they don't want to talk about the recovery rate. They want to talk about the death rate. We understand that, but they're not even talking about the fact that it's almost five times the number, the recovery rate versus the you know the death. I mean, it, with any kind of disease or virus, death is a part of that, and. But it's it's hard because people are having an issue with the moral side of things and what's right, what's wrong, who are we to say, you know, whose life is more valuable than the other. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about understanding that you have a situation where you have to figure out to the best of your ability how to safely bring each other back together again, but you're dealing with a virus that has mutated from another family of viruses because – COVID-19 is essentially SARS. It's just SARS part two. Well, there'll probably be a part three yeah. and a part four. So what I'm saying is that you can't just completely run and duck into a hole and think that it'll go away in a year or two. You have to face it head on. We got to be positive. Yeah, and it's, it's just difficult right now because from the economic standpoint of things, you know, some people are like, well – you know, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't just stay at home. I have children and I have to feed them. So I've yes. got to go back to work. And then there's the other side of that where it's, you know, people are like, you don't need to go to work right now. You need to stay home. We're not ready to reopen. And it's all subject to how you look at it. At the end of the day, you know, this is one of those things where it goes back to the testing. Um, and I'm not talking about testing for COVID-19. I'm talking about, for, you know, the universe testing yes. mankind, womankind, all species, you know, as far as the human culture is concerned and our society, uh, this is a huge test. You know, what are we going to do here? And another thing in, in terms of what you were saying about, you know, people and businesses and stuff like that, and we were talking about the band, I think it's also really, really important for people to keep those tickets for those postponed tours as well because it doesn't just support, you know, the touring companies, but the bands and the crew as well. I 100% agree with that. I think that if you are looking at things from a 
Um, like I know that there's a big tour coming to Australia. I believe you guys and girls are supposed to have Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. And I know there's some questions about, you know, because those are all in stadiums, you know, 40 to 50,000 people. And how is Australia going to feel about that tour and what have you? Um, but there's other places all over the world where there's tickets that have been postponed, not only just from the arts and entertainment, but, you know, competitive sports and so on and so forth. Like in America right now, they're trying to figure out how are they going to, uh, go into football season. Are they going to have a football season uh, in the fall? What is the MLB going to do? Meaning, you know, the Major League Baseball, because right now they're saying, well, we're going to have a season. There's just not going to be any fans in the stands, and <laughs> none of the players want to play because they're just kind of like that. Just seems ridiculous. And um, you know, it, it, that might be a better idea to maybe not do that. I don't know. I don't. I'm just, I don't really necessarily have a great. Uh, answer for that. What I do know, though, is that people are going to need an assurance that they can go to these types of events and feel as if, you know, they're not going to be putting themselves in a situation where um, it's dangerous. And then you have the other side of, you know, the population of the world and people that are just like, look, and, it's, and this is happening more and more now where people are like, you're either going to have to face the virus or the virus is going to face you. You know, with the flu, they give you a flu shot. It doesn't mean you necessarily will get the flu or you won't get the flu. It's just a precaution. You know, it might help. I mean, but then it's, you know, if you do get the flu, what do they give you? They give you Tamiflu, not because it's a cure, but because it's a treatment. And, you know, everything is seasonal as well. So what I would say is this, either the society will... I think it'll either burn itself out through herd immunity, now depending on how long that happens, I don't necessarily know, or they'll get a vaccine for it and, you know, we can start looking at getting it back to some form of stable, uh, safe, um, you know, live events again, mass gatherings again, and it it becomes a part of, yeah, this is just another virus that you have to look out for now. Um, I don't really have the answer for that. But I do know that I don't think that people, even with, you know, the mask and everything that's going on right now, you know, my biggest thing was this. I was like, I hope I hope that it doesn't become one of those things where people think that this is supposed to be the new norm, where it's like, OK, what are you going to wear tonight? I don't know. But whatever I wear, I need to make sure it matches my mask. I don't I, I don't think that that's safe. No. And I don't think that that's right. No, I, I agree. I agree. You know? I don't think that that's, you know, you're literally looking at something that has, you know, and I'm not finger pointing, but essentially if you go all the way back to China, they're about 76 days ahead of everyone else. Mm. So you're looking at the course of five months when you compare them to the rest of the world. And you're like, if you look at this from a stage and say, well, the last time something like this happened, it was 100 years ago, which a lot of people talk about the Spanish flu. But there's, if you do the research, there were other things that were happening that took out the same amount of people. It's just there wasn't an Internet during that time. Yeah, and now it. that there's an Internet and there's an information highway, which some people should be able to be on. And quite frankly, some people just are – they're a part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. I think some people should have a. It's like driving a car. You should have a license to uh, be on the internet. 
or have a Facebook account. It should be, yeah. Yeah, and one of the biggest things right now is some of the more heavier journals, you know, global journalistic approaches that are happening because there's a lot of clickbait going on. It's really, really frustrating to watch because it's like you're basically reporting the same thing every day that you have been reporting for the last month. Like the the whole thing about the vaccine, there's a hundred different companies, there's 80 manufacturers globally right now working on a vaccine. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, you've been saying that for four weeks now. We understand that. Tell us when you've got it. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people get it. Like we, we got it. We know you're working on stuff. You know, tell us when you got it. You know, we need to go back to, to, to living our lives. No, hundred percent. Have you been talking to uh, like uh, your peers, like um, you know, in other bands, to you know, see how they're going? Yeah, I mean, I, me and so, me and Sully from Godsmack, we were doing some stuff the other day. He has a hometown session thing that he's been doing on YouTube. He had Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach earlier today, um, but I did something with him the other day. And my girl Lizzie Hale, we did some stuff where we, I was on her show a couple of weeks ago that she was doing. You know, everybody's like trying to find kind of like a new norm, you know, for this moment in time. As far as, like, privately talking to people and stuff like that, not really, man. Everybody's really just kind of hunkering down and trying to, you know, make sure that they're taking care of their peeps and their own and, and what have you. But we're all, I mean, we all know what each other's doing right now. For the most part, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat. Talking about Lizzie, man, if I could put a team up together, I reckon Hailstorm and Shine Down Australian Tour would just kick so much ass. The, the the big thing has been asked is uh, I think it's uh, Hailstorm, Shine Down, Pop Evil, and Bad Flower that's been asked about, and Godsmack, and Five Finger Death Punch, and all our all our, all our boys and girls. Hey man, eventually it's gonna happen. Ooh, that's a tasty that's a tasty uh, lighting up there, bro. <laughs> that's a really uh, good that'd, lineup. Oh, that'd be a festival, hands down. If we were gonna do something that big, man. Man, just putting the put put that out in the universe, man. Twenty twenty one. I'm totally putting it out in the universe. <laughs> oh, count me in, man. I'll be first at the gate. Beer in hand, ready to roll. <laughs> nah, you know somebody. I can get you backstage, no problem. <laughs> well, hey, man. Well, I'll bring some beers. That would kick off. Bring it on. Absolutely, and uh, of course, I mean, this year marks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty years of shine down. Is that right? Um, I think technically it's next year. Yeah, technically it's next year. Dude, where'd that go, man? <laughs> that's a that's a. It's interesting, it's man. It's, it's it's funny. I'm uh, I'm 42 years old, and people have been bringing that up to me. They're like, "Man, you've been doing this for 20 years." I'm like, "Yeah, it, it still feels like I started yesterday." And that's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's uh, you know, for me, I, I look back at um, I didn't get my second. I didn't get my second wind until like 2010, 2011, because the first three records were very interesting and a lot happened in those records. But I, I don't think it was until um, I don't think until it was after the Sound of Madness record cycle and then the album cycle yeah, when yeah. we actually we did the touring. Because uh, for Sound of Madness, we toured to 37 months. We did close to 440 something shows and. I remember I got off that I got off that tour, and I'm five eight, and I I weigh 222 pounds. I was in the worst shape of my life. 
Um, I was still drinking at the time and, um, you know, I wasn't on hard drugs that much anymore. Um, but I just was in awful, awful shape. And I had a really close friend of mine, uh, tell me something that completely changed my life. And they looked at me and they said, Brent, to be honest with you, man, you are the most dangerous and you are way more dangerous when you are sober and when you're clear headed. For whatever reason, that stuck when that was said to me, like right around 2010. And so my journey began from 2010 to 2012, where I um, decided to make fitness and eating right a part of my lifestyle, um, everything in moderation. But uh, from 2010 to 2011, I started learning how to work out and I started training. And then by the time 2012 rolled around, um, I had lost 70 pounds and I kind of completely changed my lifestyle and you know, who I was as an individual and it just completely changed my whole way of looking at things. And, you know, now even more so I'm trying to make sure that people, even during, especially during these times, you know, with your immune system and everything that is so valuable right now mm-hmm. with being healthy and really taking care of your inside just as much as your outside, um, you know, being in shape and learning fitness was probably one of the biggest things in my life that saved my life. I'm about to uh, start that journey myself. One step at a time. One day at a time, man. <laughs> That's all I can do. But uh, it's definitely inspiring, man. Seriously, man. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget the first day I started, man. It was I had to tell myself every day. I started on a Monday, and I, I guess in my mind, I thought on Sunday I would be doing a Spartan race. That was not the case. <laughs> it's, you you got to do it, you know, one one move at a time, one rep at a time, one pound at a time. You know, that's the only way to do it. Well, I've got to start my journey. That's that's what we're going to do. But it's definitely inspiring to, to see how you've uh, achieved that, man. You know? So uh, thank you very much for uh, just being an absolute legend and a, and a weapon. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a huge part. You know, eating eating as well, you know, it's a big thing. I often tell people, I'm like, you know, when you're doing the first initial kickstart, you may have to um, – but here's the thing. You don't have to – you don't have to subscribe to a life of like boiled chicken and broccoli for the rest of your life and an apple as a snack. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to look at, there's so many different ways to be nourished and to get nutrition and to to eat really, really, you can eat really, really well. Um, but you can also eat really, really good. It just depends on how you look at it. And here's the other thing too, everything in moderation, you don't have to be a saint with your diet every single second of the day. If you want a cheeseburger, eat a cheeseburger. Just don't eat a cheeseburger every day. You know what I mean? Like the same thing with like, you know, do you like chocolate cake or you're a sweet guy or girl or whatever? That's fine. Have, you know, a, a, you know, have something small every once in a while. Just don't have it every single day. It's those damn Ben and Jerry's, man. It's what gets me. Dairy free, man. You know, Brent, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, bro, and hanging out and uh, talking about everything going down with Shine Down. And uh, man, I, I hope you and the rest of the boys stay safe during all of this and uh, get your asses down here as soon as you can and let's party. That's for working sure. on it. Cool. Thanks. Hey, I really appreciate giving the time today. Thank you so very, very much. It means a great deal to me and the band. So thank you for the support. Much appreciated. We look forward to seeing you in the future. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 